What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? Serving it up to you, reheated on the Buffalo Rumblings Fitcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan. That's Nick Geary, nope. and this is Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F words. That's right, food and football. The third one is Fridays, because all day today I was complaining to anyone not who would listen, who yeah. was basically no one would listen. I, I was listening. And I said, now, who do I talk to exactly? Like, who do I have the discussion with? Do I need to go Karen on somebody? Do I need to speak to a manager? Why is it not Friday? Because you may have figured this out, dear listeners. But this is a reheated version of Food for Thought. See, Nate and I are not available on Friday. But because we love you so much, it is extremely late on Thursday evening. Incredibly late. we are recording this. For you. For you. Because we people. love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. That's the way it is. We love you. You it's can't like, stop us. We love you. Um, like if you've ever seen the movie Goodfellas, we love you in a real way. But the way that like they pretend to love the guy in the bar when he's coming back from jail and then they later, you know, they, they kill him and off him. But he was he was a protected man. It's almost the exact opposite of that. We love you. We're not going to whack you and uh, bury you in the woods somewhere. So don't worry. That got really dark real fast. Yes. Well, it's Thursday night, so you know it's different than Fridays, bud. Thursday night, completely different vibe. Way different Not, vibe. not even the same vibe. Not even no. close to being the same vibe. Couldn't be. But Food for Thought is part of the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, and all the shows in the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network are presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself. Treat yourself Treat to yourself. the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping locally and nationwide, order online at picassospizza.net. Mr. Geary, are you ready? I was born ready. Now, I think it's going to be really interesting that you saw the episode title of this show. Mm. The episode title of this show is Best Serve Cold, Part 2. Part dos. And the reason that is is because... I was thinking up names for this particular episode, and I thought, what a huge missed opportunity. Mm. You know, last week, I used the title Best Served Cold 
to reference the Buffalo Bills getting a second crack at an AFC East divisional foe in the New York Jets and how revenge was best served cold. But this week, they get to do that again, and also it's going to be freezing cold and snowing. So I said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and meta this. So what we're going to do is the name and title of this episode is Best Served Cold Part 2. And then for our icebreaker, for our hors d'oeuvres, we're going to talk about completely unoriginal foods because it's Mm. a completely unoriginal title Yep, for the podcast. We're going full meta. I'll tell you what is (laughs) not unoriginal. What is absolutely original, Genesee Brewing Company. Since 1878, Mm. Jenny has poured poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint, can, and bottle of their beer. They make no sacrifices when it comes to their beer, brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently great drinking experience. Mm. Look Mm. for Genesee Beer, Genesee Light, Cream Ale, and their specialty lines with beers like Ruby Red Kolsch and Oktoberfest, Genesee Brewery, Rochester, New York. Mm. Nate? We should still tell people to hit all the engagement buttons. Well, we, we should, should absolutely do that. We're here. We might as well. Hit all the engagement buttons. Like, subscribe, rate, review. And if you feel so led, you can still follow along with us on the Food for Thought drinking game. I'm going to throw the Food for Thought drinking game rules up on the screen. I'm not mm-hmm. going to read all of them to you this time, but I'm going to throw all of them up on the screen because... Feel free to play at home. Play at home. Play at home. And... We'll try to do our best to call out if something were to happen, but it's don't important. let us be the reason you're not going to drink on your Friday night. You know, absolutely. No, we would never want to hold you back from that. No, no, because we're originals here. We are. We're totally originals, but we're going to talk about completely unoriginal foods. Nate, mm-hmm. when I sent you the outline and it said completely unoriginal foods, where did yep. your brain go? <clears throat> this is going to be controversial first. It's going to be controversial. Um, anything pretty much for the most part, not everything, but most things vegan because vegan, which I've done some, there actually are some very good. There's a vegan, here you go. Here's for you drinkers that are going to play along. There's a local place here called the beer keep. And I, I did not know they're the only place in Buffalo that does garbage plates, their beef sauce, like the, the, the hot sauce, right? The meat sauce and the macaroni salad. Are both vegan and i did not even know and it's one of my favorite things to go and eat as like a late night food at menu thing um but the thing about vegan food is it wants to just be like vegan chicken wings right just see a chicken wing you know uh, if, if you want something that is like it you got to just eat the thing it's unoriginal to make and i shouldn't say this because i've actually had some good, you know, deep fried cauliflower. Right. But I don't know, man, I, I, I don't get the trend of like trying to make food taste like other food when it's really hard to capture the true taste of like a, a, a Buffalo wing with blue cheese and like something, ugh, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to have to eat a vegan burger. Just, yeah, I, I, I feel like you just got to make original vegan dishes. I've had great original, original vegan dishes that are like, you know, it's not a vegan take and or a vegan twist on it you know what i mean so um i think vegan people like it has got to be so tough which i guess is which is probably why you know you end up trying to mimic a lot of foods but it's got to be tough to be vegan because there's not very many places that will give you more than one or two maybe at the very most vegan options bruce 
So it, I guess it, in, in a way it's very hard to be original. Um, but I guess that's also why it's just like a weird thing to me. But all the power to them. All power to vegans, I guess. Oh, man. You, they're, you've, they're, done, you've done they're, it now, Nate. They're tough people. Like, I, I swear to God, I've... The, the thing that I guess about vegetarians is vegetarians are still giving themselves, but also there's fake vegetarians that are like eating white fish. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Either you got to be vegetarian, you got to be all in, or you got to be all out. At least people, vegans, I'll say this, they're all in. Fake vegetarians, by the way. Pescatarians, is that what they are? That's people who, who only eat fish. Fake. Yeah. Fake pescatarian. Not, not even real. Not even a real person. I know words. <laughs> I, all, all the all the best words i know all, all the, the words. words i know the words but yes unoriginal foods for me well, i went a completely vegan, different vegan completely different direction with this okay. question so this prompt made me immediately think of the big king which is a burger from burger king mm, which that is... was intended entirely as a ripoff of the big mac 100 mm. in fact its initial construct when it was initially created actually had the third bun in the middle exactly mm. the same really but that got trademarked right but that got trademarked mm. so they moved it out and they eventually ended up going with a well we're like the big mac but we're better because we're right. bigger and there's less bread and mm. it just never captured the wow. imagination of the american eating populace the way that the big mac did and so the big king is the first thing that comes to mind when I think about unoriginal food because the burger wars in the fast food industry had gone on forever. I yep. told the story on the Bruce exclusive not too long ago where I was talking about A&W, not mm -hmm. the root beer, but the, the actual fast food joint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how sometimes the first and most important axiom of any part of your life and the easiest explanation to things you can understand is that people are stupid. Incredible. So I, I, I mentioned that the A&W fast food chain, in mm -hmm. order to compete with the Quarter Pounder, decided they were going to one-up McDonald's. And they decided to launch a third-pound burger. And it wasn't doing very successfully. And they were like, I don't understand. So they did focus groups, and they realized that the vast majority of people who were responding thought a third was smaller than a quarter. <laughs> and that's the problem. The issue was they thought they were getting a smaller burger oh, because gosh, they're too Chris. stupid to know that one third, even though three is smaller than four, wow. one third is bigger than one quarter. So amazing. we know that these things have gone on forever. So I don't blame Burger King for trying. Because no, the, the, it's clearly possible that you could come in and have an exact same product and market it differently and get success. Obviously, the populace is dumb enough for that to work. It just didn't work this time. And because it didn't, it gets classified as completely unoriginal. Wow. I, I didn't know that that was, that was the reason why. I remember that. I, there's the thing. There's no A&Ws in Western New York. But I do remember that era. It was very short-lived, to your point. It, it wasn't the only place that a and W is kind of one of those places that if I'm around, usually they're connected. Are they the ones that are connected to the long John silvers? Yes. Historically. I'm not a fast food fish guy. That makes sense. I, oh, oh, I'm okay. a fish Real guy. quick. 
Yeah. Mrs. Nolan? Yep. Long John Silver's person. Really? Popcorn yes. shrimp? Yes, and breaded fish. Mm. See, and, I don't like fried popcorn fish, chicken. So. Yeah, I've had the popcorn chicken, but if I'm getting popcorn chicken, I'm going to KFC. Popeyes. Okay. Right? Yeah, 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 Popeyes too. Yeah. But now that Popeyes has the banging black and chicken sandwich, that's kind of my go to for Popeyes. That thing is good. I think I that's a really good chicken sandwich. I haven't been to Popeyes in years. I go like once a quarter. I need to. I think you should. I think you should this weekend. I might this weekend. Make a trip. Actually Make a little trip about... out of it. Yeah. You know, we got that new puppy now. We can't really leave him alone for a long time. That's right. He's, That's right. You you know, he's a puppy, him. so he's a moron. You could always you know, because all a lot, dogs a lot are, like a lot like the people that thought a third was smaller than a than a quarter. Right. He's still trying to figure out like so funny story. Complex so, fractions. He's still trying to figure out. He's afraid stuff. of beeping noises. Hmm. So what we did was we like got even this minor collar. Ones? Say what? Like even like minor dull beeping noises. He's yes, like, he doesn't like beeping by... noises. Hmm. And so we got him a collar, and I think people use it as like a shock collar, but we don't need mm. to do that. We just have the beep button on it. And so what happens is he'll go and he'll grab like a shoe or something. He'll be carrying it around, and we'll go, Drax, no. And he'll go, what? And look around, and I'll beep it. And I'll go, and you know, there's a beep noise that comes from his collar. He goes, beep. And he'll drop it and look around like, the heck was that? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you, what do you, you do? What was, what was that? What, what, you, what, you, what, you, what Dad, did you hear that? And he'll look back at me like, what, 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 what just occurred? And no matter how many times it happens, he still can't figure out where the beeping Love noise that. is coming from. Yeah. But it's an incredibly effective deterrent because he doesn't like beeping. So we use the beeping and then we have the spray bottle, right? As the, as the negative reinforcement. And then we have the treats, of course, as the, the positive reinforcement. But he's still kind of an idiot because he's a puppy, right? And the, the puppies are idiots. They don't know what they're doing. He's a delightful dog. Like just... The sweetest just wants to snuggle. Usually and, it's the sweeter, the dumber. You usually, know? Yes. He is a sweetheart. All he wants to do is just snuggle you and love on you and play with his brothers. And he's just a great, wonderful temperament. Just a mm. moron. <laughs> Which is, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I like my no, nothing. <clears throat> I like snuggly dogs. I've always liked snuggly dogs. I have a special spot in my heart for Drax because I like dogs who wants to snuggle because I'm a snuggler. I'm the same I like way. to snuggle. Same way. So I like dogs who like to snuggle with me. But yes, if he was in the focus group, he would be 100% convinced that one third was smaller than a quarter. So, so if the upcoming Bills Fins game was a food, Nate, mm. I've got a food mm. for you. Ooh, okay. Okay. I've got a classification of food. Ooh. Hey, Nate, I got a question for you. Uh, I might have an answer. In your refrigerator. I do. Do different spots in the refrigerator get different levels of cold? Ours is older, so definitely. Definitely. Now, for me, that is the top and back of my yes. fridge. Yep. Top and back of the fridge. The upcoming Bill's Fins game is the top and back of my fridge food. <laughs> and here's the reason why. You put this stuff in your fridge. Yeah. And you don't ever put it in the top and back. That's not how it happens. It, it gets to the top and front. But then inevitably, other things start to take its place. And it gets pushed to the back and the back and the back and the back. And the back. You kind of forget that pickles. it's back in pickles, right? Pickles, relish. That happens a lot, right? Yep. Yes. Relish, mustard if you don't put it in the mm. door, things like that. Yep. Yep. And then one day, 
you're like, oh, I really need the pickles or the relish or whatever it is. And you go to find that it's not cold. It's frozen. Frozen. Yes. It is frozen <laughs> in the back. So the top shelf back of my refrigerator is the forgotten frozens, right? That's the way it is. And so it's always like, but it's always like a unique, like spicy, spicy relish or something oh, yeah, you something have you, like once or, once or twice. That's right. Once or twice. But then you're like, Ooh, you know what? I really want that thing. I'm going to go back to the back of the fridge and yeah, just frozen solid. It's the Chipotle ranch that you put mm -hmm. on your sandwich. Yep. Right. It's that. It's the ghost pepper barbecue that you used that one time because you were at Whole Foods and you were like, hey, let's try this weird thing. And you tried it once. And you're like, hey, it's really good. And then you never used it again, literally ever. ever. Yeah. And it comes to your brain like, you know, at some random time, you'll build an entire dish around like, oh, I know I've got that thing. Mm. So I'm going to build an entire dish around that flavor profile. And then you go for it. Frozen. Unusable. Honey Chipotle. Mm. <laughs> Inevitably. Yes. Honey yes. Chipotle sauce. So the upcoming Bill's Fins game is that it is the food that you put in the top okay you went to the store you got mm. it you knew you were going to consume it at some point it went up in the top of your refrigerator but then you kind of got distracted so earlier this year the buffalo bills lost to the miami dolphins in miami mm. and immediately following that game based on the way that a lot of dolphins fans have responded right Immediately following that game, a lot of Bills Mafia circled this game yep. this week this was the on game. their calendars. This was the when game. they did it, they were like, yes, this is it. This is the revenge game. What we're going to do is we're going to quote tweet a dude named Smoke on Twitter. Ooh. And we are going cool. to tell him to enjoy his flight home. That's what we're going to do, right? Okay. So we're all ready for this. But then the rest of the season starts to come. And you lose back-to-back -back games, right? And things are weird. You know, you the Vikings and the Jets, and you're like, oh, this is weird. And he gets distracted, and stuff gets put in front of that, and that gets pushed to the back. And now when it's time, you pull it out, and it's frozen. And you go, oh, that's right. I forgot about this thing. That's the way that this Bill's, Dolphins, Bill's mm. Dolphins game is. We put it in the forefront of our minds. Then it slowly eked its way back to the back of the fridge. And by the time we come to pull it out, it's frozen. That's a metaphor if ever I've heard one. That is a very good one, Bruce. I'm not going to lie. That one, you've got to be, you're building a show around that. That one right there. You're building this entire show around that. Absolutely. I could, you know, we we do some weird stuff on the Bruce Exclusive. I'll bet you I could do an entire show on just that one metaphor. 25-minute podcast on just that one metaphor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, but I could no. You absolutely could. You might actually at some point, not tonight, but you, you really might. I'm actually, I, I know you this off season. I'm thinking about going through like, like logical fallacies, like just mm. a list of logical fallacies and just sure. assigning them to things like in the football world. Just see where it goes. Football is a complex sport. We could come up with, you know, 60 topics. Oh, we sure. could map it out. We could map it out and make it all intertwined and connected somehow so what about we have you? we have the time we have the time um, we have the time okay. what does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape this is scott galloway host of the prop g podcast and an entrepreneur myself 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof. G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prof. G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I went with, um, I wanted to go with something that has many elements. Um, that is sort of a mishmash of some of your favorite foods that all when kind of put together taste better. Um, because these two teams, um, feel made for each other. Unlike maybe you feel about the Jets and Bills, right? Like the Jets and Bills, both games have sort of been ugly, uh, low scoring affairs, um, and it, it feels like the Jets defense sort of has your number a little bit. Like the Jets aren't a team you really want to see. I think if they make it to the playoffs, you don't want to see them in either the wild card round or, or the division round. If they were to scrappily find their way to a wild card win against, you know, like a bad four seat or something. Right. Um, so I, 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 I kind of view that as like not a great matchup for the Bills, where this feels particularly good. And I think there's a lot of elements as to why. So for me, my food that I'm comparing Bills Dolphins to is shepherd's pie, because you get this great element of like delicious gravy with, um, you know, I, for, for me, obviously like potatoes and you've got um, like the, the mashed potatoes on top and carrots and peas and, and just kind of all this delicious Irish greatness right i mean i love a good shepherd's pie um i think at the end of the day this game has you know the potential for a weather uh which i think is going to leave a certain taste in people's mouth one way or another right because people are going to look at this game and said well if one team struggles or both teams struggles uh, struggle and it's a low scoring game people are going to say oh well the weather the weather the weather and they kind of said that i mean one side said that after their week three matchup um i mean frankly is warranted like you know i got I got retweeted by the Dan Lebertard show and then they started following me and now everyone's interacting with my tweet about, you know, they, they, they said, well, let me read the tweet. This is not quite Google, but it's close. Um, it says the Buffalo bills should be mandated by the NFL to have a dome over their stadium. This bleep is ridiculous. Buffalo is a weather city should probably not have a football team. Um, that part is not the part that I'm talking about, but it's the, cause I know that's just Lebertard show, you know, mumbo jumbo. Um, but, like I'm, I'm just putting there that like you know the Dolphins are the only stadium in sports where one of four opponents supposed to sit in the sun, uh, in thirty to forty degrees hotter than the other sideline, right? So that was you're talking about you know best serve cold. Literally, this is a good interpretation of that because the revenge here will literally be cold that they hash out and, and dish out to the Miami Dolphins. But this game just has so many layers from the Tua perspective, who has not played well as a fourteen QBR in weather under 40, uh, 40 uh, degrees. And then you look at this offense over the last two weeks, um, has there's been a defensive blueprint on how to slow them down, particularly at the line of scrimmage. And then you have the storylines of the Bills, right? This is maybe some of my 
maybe this is the potato element, which is the thing that kind of brings the whole dish together, the mashed potatoes on top. And it's that the Bills offense has not been playing like the offense we've seen in large stretches earlier this season. And I think the the first maybe cracks in the armor, Bruce, showed up in that week three game. Because if you remember weeks, weeks one and two, the offense short of two turnovers week one, they absolutely blew out the Tennessee Titans. I mean, it wasn't a football game halfway through the third quarter and Josh Allen didn't play the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I view it this way and I, and I just think it has so many elements to be a really great dish. All of the elements alone are fine, but when you add all of these storylines together, I think this makes for one of the more unique matchups of the year because of the weather element and what potential it could play on, on the Dolphins passing game. And are the Dolphins going to use it as an excuse if they lose? I don't think they will because they've sort of, they sort of hedged their bets a bit. Um, you know, the coach wearing the shirt and um, talking about being excited and that's all good and fine. Um, and, and there is actually a positive record. I believe the, the Dolphins are like four and one or something in their last five games. They've played um, under 32 degrees or something. Um, but st- at the same time, like I, I, this is an advantage for the Bills if they play like the team we saw in the playoffs last year playing that game. But that did not feature Snowbrews. So just lots of different layers and elements that are unique on their own, but far more fun um, when you combine them as, as a storyline. Okay. Mm. Duly noted. Mm. Shepard you know, before, we get, before we get on to our mm. Cole Beasley. It ah, needs yes. to be noted that get ready to get a drink, by the way, for those of you who are listening. Love that. Love that. It needs to be noted that you and I find ourselves once again locked in battle, but this time not for a fantasy football ah. championship, for a fantasy football playoff win. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mr. Nate Geary and I are playing each other in the first round. Not feeling super playoffs. Not feeling super pumped about it. You're not feeling super pumped about it. Your gift from the other day, I, was that was that the second you realized? Was I the one who broke it to you that you were playing me? Yes. Oh, sorry I did not that. know. I did not know. Yeah. So, ironically enough, Nate's starting lineup against me is Tua, which yep. is irony of ironies. Not, feel, not feeling good. DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Hunter Henry, Michael Pittman, Sam Darnold, Tyler Bass, and the Cowboys defense. I have... Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Jones, Marr, and the Chiefs defense. And I might not play Aaron Jones because it's Monday night and he's questionable with shin. So I might have to go with J.K. You're projected to beat me by 37. We will see. 38, 38 actually. But – yeah, the thing that sucks is the weather, I think, is going to stifle Tua uh, throwing the football. Yes, that's going to be bad. DeAndre Swift uh, was finally off the injury report last week and had his worst output um, all season. And now plays the so, And now play the New York Jets. Uh, and Noah Fant just scored, and I decided to put Hunter Henry instead of Noah Fant in the game. Um, and Noah Fant on my bench has 16 points. So it's not looking particularly good for me, Bruce. Well... All that really matters to me is that I win Ooh. and I desperately, desperately need Ryan Talbot to lose because I have his first round pick. Mm, so. Yeah, you want you want to maximize that, of course. Yeah. I mean, just of course. Wait, wait, wait. 
So now with his 16 points, Noah Fan has the most points he's had all season in any game. And <laughs> of course he does. Okay, all right. We've got enough of that. It's just funny. It's just fun. Nobody wants to hear about that. Everyone that literally there's there's a tons of people listening to this going, why are you talking about your fantasy teams? You know what? It's fun. We're playing each other. It's just it it's only fun. happens. We're having fun. We're having are we having fun? Everybody uh, love each other. And then DeAndre Hopkins now has uh his backup quarterback throwing to him. Amari Cooper and has is been playing Denver. With so he gets, Watson. He gets um, um a good defense. And Jimmy Garoppolo gets... is injured, and I'm using Sam Darnold in my lineup at the moment. Um, yeah, so all in all, and I dropped Baker Mayfield. Uh, well, that we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Let's. It's uh, going to be in a second. Let's. But we're going to talk about Cole Beasley first. Yeah, the Cole Beasley signing makes me feel like okay. Here we go. I've got one for you. The Cole Beasley signing makes me feel like. I have a spot. Nate, let me ask you this. Do you have a spot? Do you have a spot that's your spot? Like, when when you walk in this restaurant, they go, oh, it's Nate. Mm. You have the usual, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I have never really lived long enough in one spot to have a place, right? Mm. But if I had a place and I walked in and I had a usual Mm. and it was comfortable, and it was good. And you know what? Sometimes maybe it was a little boring. And then one day, that usual gave me food poisoning. Right? <laughs> I got food poisoning from my usual. Oh, man. Tough. And I was really distraught about this. Sure. And I was like, oh, this is, no, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. It's, I'm done. They never go back. I, I can't even, I can't even look. I, I might never even go back. I might never yep. even solicit that establishment ever again. Mm. But then. But then, but then about a year later, I say, you know what? I think it's been enough time. Enough time has passed for you. Maybe Nate, because you thought White Castle made you sick. Maybe in a year yep. from now, you're like, you know what? It's I'll been get long enough. I'm going to try White yeah. Castle again. going to hop back on the pony. But you walk in and you say, yeah, I, I don't know if you remember me. And the waitress looks at you and she goes, oh, sweetie, I remember you. I remember your usual. And you sit down. And they pull up the usual for you and you take a bite into it and it just tastes like home. Mm. The familiarity just tastes like it's supposed to be there. You know, like you're like, listen, I know that you and I, Mr. and Mrs. Food may not have gotten along great. The last time we talked, I understand that it wasn't an ideal parting of ways between you and me, but I'm home now. Daddy's home. And he's going to take home. care of you. <laughs> and he's never going to let anything bad happen to you ever again. That's funny. That's the way the Cole Beasley signing makes me feel. Especially listening to his press conference, which I think was extremely genuine and yeah. well I, I so communicated. And so when I look at the Cole Beasley signing, that's the way it makes me feel. It mm. makes me feel like I know that Cole Beasley is probably not the exact same player that he was two years ago when he played for the Buffalo Bills, but it just feels good to have him back. Hmm. Hmm. So mine, uh, I went with, it's like the restaurant that you have frequented before, but 
the owner may or may not have said some controversial things that made you think about whether or not you wanted to frequent that place anymore. And then, like you, Bruce, you go back and you realize the food hasn't changed. Maybe you have to get over some of the things that have happened in the past. But at the end of the day, you love the food and you love what the food brings you. And um, that's what I think you have with Cole Beasley. So I'm not that far off of you. It's, it's really, it's that familiarity, right? And I watch the last two weeks with John Brown in the lineup. And I think to myself, he almost has that big play last week. He still has speed, Bruce. He's got straightaway speed. The problem is he does not play special teams. And that makes him and a potential Cole Beasley on the roster at the same time nearly impossible. Um, we have not heard about what's going to happen with Jacob Kumaro, um, whether or not he's going to be back in the next couple of weeks. Jamison Crowder is on the mend, could be potentially coming back in the next few weeks. So I'm not sure, Bruce, what to make of Cole Beasley. I know that he has three practice squad uh, call-ups, and I know that John Brown now has one. So conceivably, they don't have to bring either one of them onto the active roster before the playoffs, and then you can kind of ride the wave in the playoffs. You get unlimited call-ups from the practice squad once you get to the playoffs. So it's very possible, Bruce, that neither guy makes it to the active roster, um, and they just continue to stay on the practice squad. It would not shock me at all, but I, I don't know exactly what I'm expecting, Bruce from Cole Beasley. His time in, in Tampa, did it looked it was brief, first and foremost, but it did not look like the Cole Beasley that I was familiar seeing. He looked cooked. But I will say, he is not running the Tampa Bay offense that he's walked in this week and started learning and had a couple of plays designed for him and a couple of targets go his way. This offense knows how to use Cole Beasley. This quarterback knows and understands the body language and he the, the trust level that he has with Cole Beasley which is probably why Josh Allen advocated so hard to get him and bring him in here because he understands that familiarity. And I think this offense is greatly missing what Cole Beasley does very well. And the question will be, does he still have the, the, the burst, right? Like the initial step. And I would tell you that Cole Beasley has got the type of game that doesn't necessarily require speed, but it still does require Bruce that burst. He will walk onto this field He'll have probably he'll have a lot of the terminology down, uh, but this is a fundamentally different offense, and we'll see how quickly, if they do, but if they end up doing what it looks like, getting Cole Beasley sort of that role back in this offense because they have not had that same role with Isaiah McKenzie or Khalil Shakir. Okay, moving along. I have a feeling that you have something you want to say about Baker Mayfield. And I have a feeling it has something to do with our wins and losers, winners and losers of this week. Am I right? All of that is right. Yep. Now, last week, I had Baker Mayfield as a winner. No, loser. No, I had him as a winner last week. You did? I thought you had him as a loser. I was a winner last week because I said he made himself money because at least he could be a backup. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. That happened Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are 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 you gonna are you gonna double down on that? It's, are you gonna? Yeah, it's my time. He's he's now he's winning, mostly because he's getting the rest of this season. Um, to and you're right. I mean, one game. Listen, one game is not going to change the narrative on him. Um, but I think if he puts together a strong end of the season, they pull out a couple of wins. That team's motivated to win because they don't want 
the Detroit Lions to have a top five, top seven pick, right? So they're motivated to win a little. Um, Baker could turn this into maybe an opportunity to be the primary backup, and we'll see what happens with Matthew Stafford. But, yeah, he's got to be – he's my winner. I'm double down, doubling down on my man, uh, Baker Mayfield, unlike his uh, his former college teammate, who is going to be my loser. Okay. Well, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and hit the loser. It's Kyler Murray. You know, I mean, obviously the injury is terrible. Um, you hate to see a guy get injured, um, especially as someone as talented as as Kyler Murray. Uh, you have him on fantasy. That's a tough blow because that's a probably full year injury or close to it for him. Now, quarterbacks are different, but the way that he plays and the impact he has on his legs. Um, yeah, I would not expect he walks back, you know, during training camp and OTAs and um, is looking like Kyler Murray. This could be a potentially good thing, though, Bruce, for Kyler Murray, because what he's going to have to do is learn how to win consistently from the pocket, um, at least when he initially gets back, because I don't think he can be the same player that he's been, um, at least not for the next 12 to 14 months, I think, realistically. Um, and my good friend Samson is here, so you know what that means, folks. It's time to drink. It's time to drink. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's tough break for, for Kyler Murray, maybe even a tougher break for you though. Fantasy wise. I actually have the complete opposite Ooh. loser. My biggest loser this week is the Arizona Cardinals because Cliff Kingsbury got an extension because Kyler Murray can make stuff happen. And Deandre Hopkins can make stuff happen. Yep. And now without him, you're going to realize really quick. Steve Kime is taking a definite leave of absence due to what mm. they say is health related reasons. I have a feeling that he might have been, he might have been on his way out regardless. Yeah, I think so too, but they just gave him a big extension. So I'm not sure, but cliff Kingsbury, I think got an extension mostly because Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins are really good. Mm. And now you're going to see real quickly what life is like when you don't have playmakers making plays and Kyler Murray is going to be sitting there on the sidelines and going, yep, this is what it's like. Do you remember, <laughs> of course, from the preseason when uh, there was this weird sub story in the Arizona Cardinals where yep, Cliff Kingsbury let Kyler Murray call plays? Yep. And During the preseason, Cardinals yeah, yeah, were yeah. way more successful when Kyler Murray <laughs> called plays. It's a little bit like when you um, when you tell your kid, hey, you know, you think it's so easy? You try it. And then he does yeah, it. Yeah, right. Really and then he does it and it's really well. Yeah, he does it really well. It's like, oh, no, that backfired. So for me, when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, I think, okay, well, if Kyler Murray wanted to get a new offense in there, I think this is a, this may be a blessing in disguise for a different like, reason than what you said. So I have my biggest loser as the opposite of Kyler Murray. I have it as the Arizona Cardinals, specifically Cliff Kingsbury and mm. Steve Kime. My biggest winner this week is J.K. Dobbins. Ooh. J.K. Dobbins comes back from a second knee scope and said the second he woke up from his surgery, he felt so much better. That is not something you hear someone talk about knee surgery very often. Yeah. Usually when they wake up from knee surgery, like, okay, here the journey begins, but he already did that. He did that last year, but the buildup of the scar tissue in his knee was so significant that he had it scoped and they cleaned out a bunch of scar tissue. He goes, the second I woke up, it was like all the pressure got relieved. From my knee, and I was like, oh man, I'm feeling good now. 
And so he played real well with a backup quarterback. And the Ravens are going to need him to play really well because Lamar Jackson's out. And Tyler Huntley is going to be playing. So J.K. Dobbins also gets to play against the Cleveland Browns defense this week, which is an abysmal front seven. So I think there's a very, very, very reasonable chance we get another 100. Yeah, you better hope Dobbins this week. You better hope so, bud. I'm still thinking I might start Aaron Jones, but the problem is, again, he's Monday night. He's on Monday night. Yeah. So if he something happens and then I'm just, you know, yeah, struggling with that. So I'll probably end up going Mm -hmm. with with J.K. or Elijah Moore against the Lions. Oh, buddy, man. You know, though, like without Kyler, without Kyler, you still have a great quarterback situation just depending on, you know, where Kirk Cousins goes next year. If he stays, I would I think he stays. But, you know, the Russ Wilson's not the best, but, you know, he's going to play. He's going to get that's the reason why I traded for him. I didn't trade for him because he's good. Everyone's like, Bruce, what are you doing? He sucks. I "I know it doesn't matter. They can't get rid of him. Yeah, no, they they literally can't get rid of him. If I can give up just a, a, a couple day two picks and pick up a quarterback that is guaranteed to start for the next three years, I'm down. I'm good. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. It doesn't even matter if he's good. He's a body. No, it, literally. <laughs> that, but that's not even the point. Yeah, it's not even the point. Who cares? Right. So we did it. We did. By it. the way, you got to have another got to have another drink because we, we talked about the fantasy again. So, yes, we did. That's right. We did the thing, Nate. We All the do. things we have done. So thank you. If you are in the comment section now, we like to thank you. Indeed, we do it. If this was Dido right now, we would be playing Thank You as a kind of a, a lead-off song. And then we would have we'd, to. We'd go into Eminem because that's the way it would work. So moving <laughs> along. <laughs> well, you know, the sample from Dido's yeah, song Thank course, You was used for Stan and you know what a Stan, I mean, what a what a song. What a anyway. Song. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you appreciate mm. the fact that it's super duper late on a Thursday and it we're is. recording this so that you have something to have your drinking game to on Friday. I hope you liked our food metaphors, but most importantly, I hope you didn't leave hungry. Mm. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 